This podcast contains explicit content, language, and sexual situations. It is intended for adults 18 years of age and older. These thoughts and opinions expressed are not those of any specific employer, group, or individual. And with the rat race, we decided to sell everything and move to Cancun, Mexico. Now we do what we love. Work, party, and play in the middle of paradise. Now we want to share the fun that we get to have every day. Come to room 77. Let's play. Well, hello, Lauren. We have started. Thank you, Richard. I'm happy to be started. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Welcome back to the home studio. It is our final days here. It is almost moving day. (laughs) We just moved in and uh, it is almost our move day out. We like to keep it fresh, Richard. You never know where we're going to be. How you been? How have you been since since our last eviction? (laughs) I've been good. I think it's funny that our last eviction, people really like this whole gangbang thing. I'm excited. People are getting on board with it. We're, we're going to hopefully have a lot more of those in the future. Maybe facilitate some for some Yeah, people. hopefully. When I go to, to bed at night and I kneel down, I don't know who your God is, but my God may be different than your God. But one of the things I ask for is, please bless me with more gangbang. <laughs> more willing participants. May, may someone come to my door and offer gangbang. <laughs> with a sign. Yes. Like in my version, uh, the three wise men show up, not with gifts, but with really large penises. <laughs> I named my penis frankincense. Yes. <laughs> I love it. As sacrilegious as that is, I'm going to try to segue out of that. This particular episode that we're doing is about beginners and how beginners begin. And how much we forget oh, since we aren't beginners. Yeah. So uh, we watched a film on the Netflix, but it's The Adam Project is with Ryan Reynolds. And it's a movie about him going back in time. And he visits himself as a child. Uh-huh. I was a huge fan because I just feel like there's a lot of snarkiness. I had some some issues with it. There's some uh, things left hanging, I would say. Plot points that didn't really mesh. Anything with time travel, really. I'm just a huge fan. And this was really a good concept because one of the concepts that you have with time travel is like you never, ever screw with the the paradox of time, mm-hmm. right? And this was a in, in the face of, no, I'm abs- absolutely going to screw with the paradox <laughs> of time. So I really respected that and wanted to see it. That made me think of if you could go back in time, take that ride with Ryan or Adam or whoever you want to call him in that spaceship and go back to yourself in the beginning days of swinging. What would you tell yourself jumping in bed, whether it was when you were in soft swap or full swap? What would you say to yourself? I think I would say that you're putting a lot of emphasis on stuff that doesn't need a lot of pressure and that to just reassure yourself that it's our journey, your journey and my journey together. If something goes awry, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the sexiest. It doesn't have to be like all these things because you're when you're new, you're going from your head to reality. And when you're old like us, you you know, you're used to it being reality. So it's like, don't put so much pressure on it living up to or being an exact replica of your fantasy. It may or may not be. And it's okay if it's not. And just as long as you and I are on that journey together, it's fun. That's really strange because I almost, I didn't ask you this no, before, you obviously, because we don't speak, Right. but almost my exact same answer. You can't which, copy me. All right. Well, I'll change it. Uh, <laughs> I would tell myself, I'm sorry, you never get that penis enlargement surgery. This is how, <laughs> this is how it's going to be. And if I'd say, Richard, first of all, you you look handsome. Of course you would. I would say, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, then I would say, kiss your wife more. She Aww. needs that. She needs that more. 
really because you're going to look back where you come from now you're going to be like hey you should have kissed her more (laughs) and loved on her more and hugged her more and and then you're gonna be like i can't get that time back and then i'm gonna be like obviously i can because you're here now (laughs) there's time travel invented at some point so stop being a hypocrite right you're here now i'll just get in my time machine and (laughs) go back and lovey lovey yeah so uh but you do look back and go well i really can't believe that i was hanging all my cards uh, and being so worried about such silly things in hindsight yeah but i think part of that is you need to worry about those silly things in the beginning because it makes you communicate and it definitely the lifestyle people say it over and over again it's the communication grows almost exponentially being in the lifestyle and i think that worrying about those little things it's it makes you talk to each other and then you know you just become so comfortable because i'm so comfortable with all my cards on the table with you you know more than i ever thought i would be able to share with you about me i don't think it would be possible to have this depth back in the beginning but if i could deliver myself the depth of what I know now to be able to go through those experiences, it would be, yeah, it would be easy to take things in stride. And those are things that you have to learn and grow through. But I, I think growing through them painfully is sometimes we make it a lot more difficult than we have to. I agree. My my past self says, thank you. Yeah. My future said, hey, just FYI, uh, you're still an asshole. <laughs> That never changes. Just wanted to let you know. Okay. Which is kind of what Ryan said to himself in the movie. Yeah, you're still an asshole. All right. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Are you down with that? I like different. Well, you are different. (laughs) Usually, we tell a story in first person about what happened to us in very gritty, nasty detail. Down and dirty. I like it down and dirty. We're not doing a sex tape. Oh. But this time, we're going to do something a little bit different with our friends here that we had an experience with, we are going to pretend that we got hit in the head really hard (laughs) and that the left side of my face doesn't work. Stop it. What? It's because I was hit really hard. I'm not making fun of people. I'm just saying I was hit really hard and I don't have function on my face. (laughs) (laughs) I got hit. Okay. And my hung I get (laughs) worked. I'm going to pretend we forgot all about what happened with these two because what happened was very special is it a story of redemption (laughs) let me get to it god why do you jump ahead skip intro jesus wait for it it is a story of redemption (laughs) introduce yourself in a way that you can hello folks welcome to the room 77 home studio you my dear are covering your face and i can assure you this particular microphone does not have video They can, they can they can see your smile in, in your voice. Hi. Hi. You, sir, say hello. Hello. Now, if I could describe these two beautiful, beautiful people, this this gal is absolutely gorgeous. I think she's 22. She's 21. She's telling me 21. <laughs> Our friend here, who's just tall and handsome and has a really giant penis, which we'll get to later, they're just a beautiful, striking couple. And we'd met them how many years ago? Two years. Two years or three years? It was two years ago. Okay. No, the the one experience they I remember that they had sort of a an experience where they were driving a long way to to hook up with I don't know for me it was like a horror story about a cabin in the woods or some crazy <laughs> shit and I just remember that it, just not if I'm correct it it ended up horrifically bad they're nodding yes okay I'm not even gonna get into that story anyway the point is things never went all the way so you're really waiting for an experience to 
go full swap. Now, enter Richard and Lauren. Did you want to come down here and play with Richard and Lauren? Did you come down with that in- that intention? We figured we'd hang out. And if things potentially progressed to that, that was something that was a possibility, but in no way a expectation or a intention. Or a goal. Right. But a little bit, it was. <laughs> okay, a little bit of a goal. All right, fine. We dreamed about it for months in advance. And that's why we booked the trip. All right. So you come down and you at some point you're like, all right, we're going to seduce Richard and Lauren. And again, we don't remember any of this. I was hit in the head. I don't remember any of this. What if you had showed up and physically I had changed dramatically? And with my blow to the head, I had become completely deformed and I drooled a lot. Would that have changed your intentions? Yeah, if you were drooling all over the place, that would have changed things. All right. So now we know they only wanted us strictly for our looks. We've established that they're shallow. All right. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah, I think that's good. So the night that you seduced us. With all the candles and the lighting. Yes. I don't remember any flirting. (laughs) None. There was none. It wasn't, there wasn't that atmosphere of, oh, okay, maybe something's going to happen. There's some energy. There was none of that. Well, this is one of the things that start to get confusing when friendships start to overlay with play partners and the flirting does go away and you wind up being friends with someone. How do you transition into the playtime? Now, we're talking about two different, I don't want to say strategies here, but you're dealing with something where you're coming in for the first time and you're like, hey, we possibly want to have our first full swap experience and you're hanging out with two old hags who aren't even flirting because we're just like coming from a place of like, yeah, use us. Well, I got to back up a little bit because I don't believe them. And I want to call them out on their shit right now because (laughs) let me tell you why. Because I believe that you chose us to do your full swap with. And I believe that you chose us because you felt safe enough with us to try it. And to do that, you came down with the, not the intention, like you said, well, if it happens, it happens. That part, I believe. But you did come down to full swap for the first time. So you must have gone through something as a couple in the beginning to make that decision. What was that discussion like for the two of you? You're completely right. (laughs) (laughs) We had one experience prior to that, which was soft swap, the cabin in the woods story. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of learnings from that didn't come out with it being a great experience, but we learned a lot. We came out with that knowing what we wanted going forward if we were to progress again, but very tentative about the idea of a full swap. And then we had talked about if we were to ever full swap that you guys were probably one of the few cupfuls that we felt comfortable with. One, because I was very tentative about seeing him with somebody else. I wasn't sure if I was ready for that. And I felt really safe with Lauren. And I knew that if I had any hesitations, that it wouldn't become this awkward disappointment. And then also, I was tentative about being with someone else. And again, I knew and felt safe that if I had any hesitation or wasn't sure that I was comfortable that I could say something and not feel like I was disappointing you. Well, I disappoint most people. So... (laughs) On a selfish note, again, I don't remember the night, but why me? I mean, I know I can understand Lauren. Lauren comes from a place of she's very unthreatening. She's very, very sweet. Why me? Why would you feel comfortable with with Richard? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. 
<laughs> Too long of a pause. Yeah. Don't think that much. <laughs> no, I had it a second, but then you kept going and then I lost it. I was to say, for me, confidence and humor makes me feel comfortable. And so that was a big factor. But it was also that in on the trips that we've gone on, when we've met other couples, etc., sometimes there's that predator element where they feels like they just want to be with you. And that immediately shuts it down for me. And I have no interest, even if I find them attractive, even if we feel comfortable with the female, if there's any sort of feeling of that predator vibe. And I <laughs> this may surprise you, but I didn't feel that. I felt very safe and like there was no pressure. You have other options. You've been with other people. It didn't feel like you were focused on me. I get more of the complaint that I come off disinterested. Yeah. I used to tell him that in the pool all the time. I was like, honey, you need to be more aggressive with the girls because guys are always aggressive with me in terms of flirting aggressively, not it's just projecting emotion outward. He just waits for the girls to flirt with him. And he's like, no one ever flirts with me. I'm like, because you're a guy, you're supposed to be the flirter. Very not aggressive. And even when we do flirt with you, you don't necessarily flirt back. So sometimes it's hard to read. I'm a horrible flirter. I really am. I've said it before on the podcast. I will keep saying it. Sometimes I just turn into an awkward high school idiot and I deflect everything with humor. Now you, sir, what were your rules that you had coming into the full swap? Did you have any any particular rules? In terms of rules, it was it was more rules between us ensuring that we communicated well together, that we made sure we had visual contact, that we made sure that we would have touch contact to make sure that, you know, I could feel, you know, her body energy through that or and we had a couple secret signs that we would use too. What you just said is is really valuable information and I want them to hear it again, which is that communication of staying connected. And because I'm I'm gonna say it in a different way, what you just said. One of the big Biggest problems or one of the biggest issues that happens when you jump to that side of things, or actually when even when you jump in bed with another couple is call it the mind reader syndrome is you think your partner is a mind reader. So you are having some sort of issue that's living in your own mind and you cannot understand why your partner is not reading your mind in real time. And because they're not reading your mind, why are they disconnected from me and not reading my mind? Most of the time, your partner's like, I had no idea that was going through your brain. I had my own shit I was dealing with, or I was, I had my own issues going on, or I thought you were having a fantastic time. So if again, tell the people you did have a very successful time, mostly because of us. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> but. Tell that person again what you laid out for one another jumping into the to, into the full swap part of things. Specifically, it was that as things began, we knew that we would first be with each other and that we would maintain both visual contact as things moved about in that particular situation, which can be fluid. But it was like we need to made, make sure that we could see each other. But also in terms of, of physical touch, that there would be points where we could be apart, but then we would come back together again physically with each other because that was different than in implied connection and different than verbal connection because no one wants to kill the moment by saying hey is everybody okay you're okay you're okay we're all okay okay proceed intuitive on their part and that was huge for us because our first experience 
we lost eye contact with each other for massive portions of it. And that really bothered me because I, I felt really disconnected. And like when I was trying to catch his eye to send him signals of being uncomfortable, he wasn't able to notice. So that was key for us this time around or anytime going forward. And you get this feeling of your partner feeling unavailable to you. The most special human being on the face of the earth is sharing something so intimate with someone else and they are suddenly unavailable to you and you panic. You go into sheer panic. It is an unbelievably overwhelming feeling to have under the circumstances because you want to scream fire, but you can't under the circumstances. You have to be able to handle those feelings. And if that ever does happen, you really do know how have to know how to channel them, handle it, and be able to put it in a little drawer for after because handled incorrectly, it will make things a lot worse. I think it's also something you learn to create maneuvers or almost dance moves to get you out of a situation to where you're um, more comfortable with him. Like sometimes I just say, I need water or I want to be on top or something so that I can then move out from under. I am able to find a place where I can see him or I can touch him, but it's all learning on the fly. Like you have to learn all of that stuff on the fly. Yeah. That first experience I couldn't use our signal because we weren't in contact and we didn't have eye contact and I couldn't figure out how to get his attention. So I excused myself to go to the washroom and figured that if I was gone long enough, he would notice and come and check. (laughs) Which I did. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. But then going forward with you guys, I didn't want to have to excuse myself to the washroom. So I was kind of learning how to find my voice in some of those situations. Now they have flare guns. <laughs> and speak. Yes, and it's, yell. it's very subtle now. <laughs> so, when we made it into the bedroom with you, did we shower? We all did. Oh, thank God. Department of Emergency Services. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Stay tuned to local media outlets. There's no disaster. The only disaster would be you not coming to Antigua Summer Bang in July. I asked last time for people to come to the resort because I need this taken off of my plate because I'm very busy. (laughs) And people answered my call. A flood of bookings came in, leaving us with uh, four, how many? (laughs) Seven. Seven places left. Let's tie this up, people. There's over 150 people going. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Telegram group is already I think everybody's already having sex with one another. Uh, the entertainment is lined up. The theme nights are announced. I, I don't really know what else to tell you. This thing's just selling itself. Now, those seven rooms do come in different sizes and shapes, just like our crowd. You can still come with a bunch of people, a bunch of girls, a bunch of guys. You can come with uh, support animals. We don't really care. Uh, reach out to us. We do accept. What Discover card. We, we just... <laughs> Diners Club. Diners Club. <laughs> we try to make it easy. Yeah. What people do, they want to know, can you bring a third? And we do have some couples that are coming us, doubling up, coming with friends. Just tell them where to go so we can get back to the show. Room77life.com forward slash travel or just room77life.com. I love having a shower. So important. I love, Hot tip, shower. Yeah, I love having a shower beforehand. And going forward, how did I look? You looked fabulous. Oh, thank you. Really good. Thank you the very much. The water glistening over your skin. Thank you. Hot. Oh, 
Thank you. That's what I want to hear. So hot. I want to know how the lighting was because usually I'm a stickler about how the lighting went down in there. What happened? Well, we began with all the lights on oh, everywhere. That doesn't sound good at all. Previous experience, it was all the lights off. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of helped guide us towards lighting that's just right. Right. In between. What did I do? I think I, I, I probably said, it's always good to have a, a light from another room shining in is, is usually your best bet. So maybe throw the bathroom light on, throwing some light on in here. We were talking specifically about the lights and you said, these are things that we need to know, Richard. These are things that you need to talk about on the podcast. That was That is really good things to know. You really encouraged us that night to really keep going forward with that direction of just giving an opinion. It doesn't even have to be advice. Now, you guys are hot. We were there, apparently, because you said so. So I imagine we were down to play. Were you stressed out about anything that was leading towards the bedroom that night besides the lighting? What we probably overthought was like, hey, don't talk about too much beforehand. We don't want to kill the vibe. We almost didn't know how to approach you both and talk to you about some of those things. Rules. Exactly. Uh, this is how far we want to go. <laughs> this is a good thing you brought this up because I say I forgot most of it, but this is like a, a post-traumatic stress disorder thing. There's only one part of this night that I do remember. And it is during the, uh, how do I put this part? The fucking part. So I remember being at the point where you guys were hey do you uh do you want to have sex and it was definitely me going to have sex with the missus i was more than happy to do so and you had communicated with one another very clearly that you wanted that to happen it started to happen and <laughs> me being the person that i am i wanted to make it comfortable for you to make sure that the boundaries were open on your end as well looked at you sir and said hey grab a condom, you can fuck Lauren whenever you want. And as at that point, while I am literally inside of your partner, I see a look of sheer terror wash over her face and think, oh no, oh no, no, no. Richard, what did you just say? And I look at you and I go, what's wrong? And you're like, nothing, nothing. It's, it's all good. I'm good. Because at this point, what I, what information I don't have, because you just said how, how much was too much information. The information that I don't have is A, it was the missus having sex definitely first. And it was still iffy to watch you, sir, having sex with another female that was still up in the air. Exactly. So what, what happened is in that moment of me saying, Hey, all's fair here. You can go and violate Lauren, have at it. And what happened is I confronted you and put you at a decision that you had come so far to say, this is our boundary. And now you're literally pinned against a mattress with a human being inside of you thinking, (laughs) oh no, this is way beyond what we talked about. And I am not in a position to negotiate right now. (laughs) I am in a very, very vulnerable vulnerable. (laughs) So I remember I withdrew and stopped everything at that point because I think I had sensed something was not being communicated correctly. I I think you, you you had agreed. I knew at that moment it was a big step. And this is all without communicating anything with you. I wanted to make sure that you were with him 
and only him at that point. So I left the situation. See, and that's, I think, what threw me off because I was in that moment. We had talked about it in advance. And I think part of this is that I already wasn't totally sure if I wanted to be with somebody else full swap. So that was something that was a little bit past my desire, but it was kind of in my curiosity realm. And I knew that's something my partner was really curious about and wanted to see. And I was kind of curious about it, but I was already a little bit hesitant about that, just period, right? But I was comfortable with you. So I felt like I was willing to, I guess willing's not even the best word, a little bit more than willing, obviously. <laughs> I, I felt, <laughs> that sounds so terrible. <laughs> I was just barely willing. No. I mean, it was, fine. But I was nervous. I was really nervous because I hadn't been with someone else in 12 plus years and I hadn't fully initiated the lifestyle, but I liked what we were getting out of it. And I was undoing certain kind of repressions in my past. So for me, it was a big deal just to be with someone else. I was really hesitant to see my partner with someone else. And he knew that. But at the same time, I could sense a little bit of curiosity on his part. And I felt like there was a certain level of fairness in us both getting an opportunity to try it. And we felt safe with you guys. And Lauren, I feel like, was the one female that I felt totally safe with that if, if we went to that point that and if if I didn't feel comfortable that I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at him afterwards I wouldn't be mad at you like there's no harm done and we would learn from that and know and if ever I would be comfortable it would be with Lauren but I also knew that that was something that I was scared to see because there was something about him being with someone else that really frightened me and so when you and I were together Richard and then they were together I remember you asking if I wanted to kind of participate and I was like no 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 I'm good here because I wanted the distraction of still being with you and being right. able to look over. And then I think when you pulled back, then I was like, I don't know what to do now. Oh. I don't know, should I be engaging? Should I stay back? And in hindsight, I wish I had con- gone over and participated a little bit and been more involved rather than it being two and two. I think we've talked since then that we really like the idea of us kind of being a little bit more part of the experience for each other when one of us is with someone else. So the other person's more involved rather than just swap. And that's what I wanted for you. And maybe I should have pushed you over there and moved your hands around <laughs> For you, like a little. You would have puppet. had to. I was frozen. But I—that's what I had wanted you to do was uh, was have like a mini little threesome. And in our stupid defense, like in two years of knowing you, we had forgotten from knowing you as beginners. Two years had passed, and totally forgot that you hadn't gone full swap. Like it. It totally didn't even enter our mind. We had discussed every possible scenario. We'd chatted through things. We'd watched, you know, different shows. We'd had all these conversations that we felt like we... We were good. We, even though we didn't have the practical experience, we had the theory. We knew how we felt and we'd figure it out. No, 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 no. We needed to take a bit more time and not just jump in head first. So different when things are actually happening. No matter what your amount of pre-planning is, being in those experiences in that moment and having things occur, that experience is what builds that actual knowledge. Even when we've had experiences previously in the past that weren't great, it's if you appreciate it for what you learned from it, that that's what really moved us forward in both in those experiences and future ones, but in our relationship. And the last thing I want to, I want to get at, I want to ask about because I don't really remember yeah, anything. Remember. I know that my friend here has a gigantic cock. <laughs> yes. Right. So I know that I would have been interested in watching that go in and, in and out of you. I probably would have been upset. 
obsessed with that. Uh-huh. Do you remember if it if it if it hurt going inside of you? I don't know how hard he was because I think he was a lot of him was concerned. I don't know, maybe sixty percent trying to have sex with me and the other 40% was, are you sure you want me to? Because I'm not even 100% hard because it's just like, I got the condom on. All right, how did the 60% of him feel? (laughs) 100% great. 60% of him is still twice the size of me. (laughs) Oh, Richard, you stop it. Uh, It is not. So uh, comparatively, I was inside of you, my dear, and you have to put up with that thing all the time. All the time, you have to deal with that thing i mean it's ridiculous how much yeah how much of a pleasure was it having me inside of you feeling the pleasure of having the correct size penis touch you in spot believe it or not this is something we actually talked about Uh i was curious to actually I can't. We can't move. That this is kind of a joke because we had this. We had this discussion no, afterwards. I was like, I gotta know. Now. I was excited. I yeah. was excited to be able to like. You still filled me, but to be able to hit different spots and to move, and you have a bit of a curve. I was curious. It as built what it my be. confidence <laughs> up a lot. I remember feeling really, really good about myself and thinking, I'm so sorry. Your husband is deformed. <laughs> To anybody out there who is ready to transition from soft swap, full swap, what piece of advice would you give that couple? The one thing that I want to say is that it's okay if you get partway through and you're like, this is a great, happy spot and you feel good about how far you went and to just stop there. You don't have to go to that next step and feel like, okay, this is great. The momentum's happening. Let's try something else. I don't regret it by any means, but it was so much going on in one night to process that it would have been okay had we stopped where we did if we weren't comfortable. Because we had talked about it in advance, we were comfortable and we're so glad that we did. But you don't have to keep going. And one thing I would add to is in these elements, we're with people that we really like and often the energy is very good and it's positive. And you end up in a situation where it's very easy to fall into being more of a people pleaser. And you end up thinking a lot empathetically about other people's feelings in that situation. And that's a good thing and it's a bad thing because it can be a bad thing when you then compromise on your own boundaries or you go beyond what you're comfortable with. So it's always good to be, you know, 80% instead of 110% in this. And that's a lesson that we've sort of taken away. It's better to have that sweet spot. And then afterwards, you are left with curiosity and wonder about what would have happened if we then did that. I agree. So don't make these decisions in the heat of the moment. Sometimes they're just too big and they're too large and they take a little bit of thought. And also make sure to have these conversations with the other couple before you go in, whether you feel like you're going to kill the vibe or you're going to ruin everything as lightly as you can bring it up. If it's something like, look, we've never full swapped before. We're open to doing that with you tonight, but we want to let you know it is our first time. It will change the dynamic of two whorish, unfeeling people like Richard and Lauren and the way we approach it. (laughs) You said this after, I wouldn't have offered you up without maybe bringing it up. Is it okay if he... That is just because we weren't really thinking since he is such a good emotion reader and people reader, he was able to sort of adjust on the fly. You know, a lot of times that that won't happen or everyone's drinking and you miss the cues. There's assumptions are very dangerous once stuff gets started. 
Well, next we're going to start working on your seven-man gangbang. And Can't wait. Thank you guys so much for, for this interview. We really appreciate it. Mm. Let me hear you say I'm ready. Uh-huh. Come on. Hi, Lauren. Hey, Richard. We're back. How do you just do a podcast about sexing and make a living? Well, practice. Not easy. We need to make money through Patreon. If you've learned from this, if you've masturbated to this, if you're listening to this by accident because it was left on by your spouse, we need you to go over to Patreon and support us because it's how we live. It's true. It's how we pay our bills and all that stuff. Go to patreon.com forward slash room seven seven and we give you stuff in return for it. That the best part of Patreon is not Patreon. <laughs> what we started over there is a wonderful community, and that wonderful community started over at Telegram. We have members over there that share their lives, share incredibly sexy photos. I feel like I have become really good friends with the people in this group. I feel like I know them. I know. I call it the Room 77 fam. Join our family on Telegram. Send a dick pic or two. (laughs) Maybe you'd find someone to hook up with. I know people have done that before too. And I don't know if this is going to help sell it or kill it. These are some of the dirtiest, (laughs) sexiest, horniest people I have ever seen in my life. We have other bribes too. There's OnlyFans, free months, workshops. We have monthly lives where you get to hang out with us. It's just a lot of stuff. And this just started. You get 20% off anything at Bed Bath & Beyond. And we're going to send that directly in your mailbox. It's going to say Bed Bath & Beyond, anything <laughs> in the store. You may have already received it. New to the family, we have Red and G, MH Sex Couple, Crispy, Matia, FZ Has Fun, Scott and Cindy, Lisi Jan, and Alexis Leah. Maybe we were talking about it in the earlier segment. The point is, we haven't recorded it yet, but it is a segment about we were in the middle of having sex with the couple and realized that we were having sex with the couple that had never had sex with another couple in the middle of having sex with them. We were popping their cherry. Yeah. I... Right. And I was like, am I your first? Am I your first? Yeah, I could tell by the look of sheer terror in her face. Speaking of sheer terror, we brought in our new best friends. Who are they? Uh, Gypsy and Rick. And these two have an amazing new podcast that is called Gypsy and a Gentleman. And I want the world to know more about them. Maybe you should introduce them. Here's why. More people like you. (laughs) Right? So if they're your friend, naturally people are going to like them more. But they are my friends. Right. So let's pretend they're not friends with me. Just pretend they're your friends. All right. Well, I found these two goofballs. Where? They came to one of our events. Which one? Uh, Sensation. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Which one are they? Um, The hot ones. Oh. They're newbies. You mean Rick. What's her name? Gypsy. Yeah, I know these two. Yeah. Uh, She's the shy one, right? On the surface. Originally, we connected over Instagram. They live really far from us. Like Mars? (laughs) Yeah. Um, They moved and were able to come to the event. And that was the first time that I got to meet them in person. They're just very, very new and now have started a podcast. The opposite of what we do. We talk about how... We are way too old and can't do anything anymore because we're blinded by bitterness and (laughs) hate. It's just a different point of view. And they are just starting out and new and fresh and can tell you all about the things that the newbies question. Yeah. I'm very excited for them because they have an amazing voice and an amazing perspective. Introduce yourselves, Rick 
and Gypsy. Can you say hi? Hi. Hey, Richard. Hey, Lauren. Hi, guys. Uh, it's already a pleasant sounding voice. Gypsy, if you were to describe yourself to the world, how would you describe yourself? Shy until I get just a, a smell of tequila and then no longer shy at all. So you're a lightweight. Yes. <laughs> She's a cheap drunk. What do you like when you're drunk? Super fun, I think. I like to dance on yeah. bars, on tables. I know nobody can see you right now, but you're, you're glowing and you look absolutely gorgeous. You're fairly on the younger side, so that's super attractive. And <laughs> so going back to you, you being drunk, I know you guys don't have a ton of experience. You have been playing around in this sort of realm for, for about how many, how many years? We started playing with another couple like about a year and a half ago. Full swap, right? It was full swap, but that was before we knew what the lifestyle even was. So I don't know if it counts. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, just, just do something dirty. And it felt dirty, but it was fun. And who knew that this was a pastime for people? But exactly. Other than, but other than that couple, no full swap. Once, actually, yeah. yes, at Sensation. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know this. This is news to me. I didn't know it either, actually. What the hell, man? Ooh, uh, I mean, end this right now. He's so jealous. It, it was an what? eight in the morning hookup. Oh, I know who it was. Oh, God, it's yeah. not that. It's just... You have no yeah, idea. I know who it was. I will, I will get that dick on the phone right now. I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. You, sir, Rick. Yes. Describe yourself to the world, if you could. If, pretend like they don't know you. I'm one of those weirdos that likes to run a lot. But you know what? The reason why I run a lot, I think, is one, because I enjoy it, but also two, because I really like beer. So I have to maintain my figure somehow. How, how much beer is liking beer? How much do you drink? Um, do you want me to be honest or do you want me to be politically correct about it? Copious amounts. <laughs> Copious. Copious. I like good craft beer, like IPAs. So they're yeah. typically higher in alcohol content. Yeah, spoken like an alcoholic. <laughs> you tell me... You tell me the politically correct answer, and then I will adjust it to what the real answer is. Let's let's go. Okay. Um, usually I have a couple beers two or three times a week while making dinner. You have four beers a night. Pretty close. <laughs> six pack. A six pack. Very close. Yes. Yeah. About that's probably about average. So you there's some nights I don't. So you basically run off a six pack every day. That's how you stay even with life. You look great. You look fantastic. This is what we wanted to talk to you about. We we are at some point we may record something about this couple that we hooked up with that had us break their cherry. We'll uh, put it before or after the segment or in somewhere. Yeah, probably. I don't know. We noticed in, in the middle of it that they were having some communication with each other using their eyes. It, it set off some, some flags <laughs> for us. <laughs> what would you describe when you first started and even up till now, how would you describe your communication in the moment? While in the moment, it's in the moment. It's very like less words is better. Nonverbal. <laughs> Did you ever fuck up? Did you ever find yourself in the middle of a fuck up by not communicating? So far, no. We've just been very easy, go with the flow and like no holes bar, wild, wild west. It's all good. We're slutty. <laughs> we are so slutty. Have you encountered anything uncomfortable yet with a couple where you're like, I don't want to be in this situation? Well, no, but with that, with that one hookup that we had, like Rick had finished and i was going and going and hold going on, hold and on hold on where did you finish okay so this is kind of funny because that's something we didn't talk about and I, I felt like i was like 17 again like oh my god what do i do with this uh, <laughs> so uh, of course i just i just pulled out and finished in the condom you did well yeah. that's that's a good question i still don't know sometimes yeah, yeah. it's I usually just say, where do you want it? I think is a good way to do it because it 
makes it sort of dirty talk, but it's also informative. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah. I say where you want it, or I'm going to do it on your tits, or a little shampoo, or a little just... shampoo. I would never put it in a woman's hair. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I would never, ever, ever, ever aim for a woman's hair. Like I feel like a woman would be like, yo. Put it in my mouth before you put it in my fucking hair. You know, that's true. But I mean, unless I need some hair gel. It's good, good to know. Mark that, <laughs> mark that down. Craft so beer, you just hair did it, gel. You did it in the, you jerked off in the condom or? Um, Yeah, that's that's what I did. Because I wasn't, I wasn't sure. You know, there's rules that we don't know. Did you come inside of her inside no. of a condom or did you come outside of her inside of a condom? Outside of her inside a condom. It's a hard call to make, right? It was. It was difficult. Yeah, it's not easy. It's so hard. Especially, you know, that was our second encounter with it with a couple. So I was like, you had to keep going. I'm guessing, right, Gypsy? Yeah, and for for like four more hours. It was forever. I couldn't keep up. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, that's when I finally said, "I was like, I can't, I can't keep up with you. We gotta unplug." It is better to be upfront and just say, "I I I don't want to go for hours and hours and hours because it can start to get." awkward because what's going to happen when you're not turned on anymore and your your partner is finished you start to get less turned on because now he's not even involved anymore your brain starts to go elsewhere you start to dry up like the sahara and now it's just getting <laughs> awkward as shit is that what started happening did you yep. start to dry yep well and dry up? i got i got it really in my head because it, it it's hard because sometimes it's a point of pride for me to to make a guy come. Like there's some satisfaction in that for me. And so it was a coming and I'm like, oh shit, am I doing this wrong? Is this bad? I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of guys out there that like their lead off line is like, I can go for hours and hours. But there's so many women out there who are like, I want to make you come in five seconds. That would make me feel like a queen. So it's like this delicate balance of like, dude, don't try to hold it for four hours. You're going to make her feel powerless. <laughs> When I can't make a woman come in four hours, I'll just give up. <laughs> I'm out, Jeff. <laughs> I want off Survivor Island. Give me the ice cream. And my note from my family. I want family time and the pizza. Yeah. I'm out, Jeff. I just started telling people at the beginning, because for me, it's hard to come. I've said this before, is it's hard for me to come in a group situation. So I'm just like, hey, alert, 30 minutes, two hours. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to come so don't use that as your reward system for yourself i just that's not I mean, me she will with a with a vibrator if she has assistant yeah but i'm talking about like for the guy to be like i'm gonna make you come and i'm like uh-uh and that's super helpful helpful information because i would be that guy that would go uh. and go and go and go and have lobster dick bright red penis to try to make you get to where I think you should be. So that would be really good information to know before. And I think it's hard when you're new to be like, how much do you ask people this kind of stuff? And is it uncomfortable or is it helpful? What line is is that? It's a hard part of being new in the lifestyle. What do you still feel like you don't know makes you nervous as far as communication? I think what Lauren was just saying, not knowing how forward or open to be, like how blunt how to ask the questions are there any specific questions that you could give us right now and pretend that virtually we're all together as a couple and maybe you come up with some scenarios you ready let's go okay we're all getting naked Mm, i have one pretend we're in the situation laura i don't need you to break character okay well i've i've offered everyone drinks twice how do i get everyone to the bedroom oh that's a good one you're welcome i've i've found that just saying 
hey, let's get naked uh, works really, really well. I agree with you. I agree with you also. That is the correct answer. That is that is uh, Richard's tool, mostly used. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go get naked if you guys want to join me. I'll be masturbating. Yeah, that's one. If I, if I get desperate <laughs> and things aren't really moving along, I will say I will be on the bed stroking my cock yep. if anyone needs me. That's when people aren't really listening. But I love it. It's I'm not kidding. I have never seen people get more naked and jump into bed and be like, thank God someone said something. That is awkward to just watch while you're drinking. <laughs> No one wants to just watch a guy on a bed stroking his cock and sip their gin and tonic. I'm imagining me in that position. I don't know if I could do it. Why? I don't know. It just, it seems like it would be really uncomfortable and awkward. Like when we were at Sensation, we were talking about the um, the first night that we went to the playroom and all the mm-hmm. girls were getting on the machine and you guys had joked around about where we're all the guys standing around jerking off. I don't yeah. know if I could do that. There's a lot of people in a room. It is a dream of mine for people to be more open in that world, whether it's mutual masturbation or being at ease with one one's own body. We have this hang up of being in the lifestyle, but we still sort of play by these rules where we just don't diddle ourselves. I, we've met not a lot of people who have been grossed out by guys stroking their cock. Majority of women are like, oh my God, that really turns me on. Mm-hmm. Yes. But guys, for some reason, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to absorb it. They don't want to accept it in a non-creepy way. It is a turn on for a woman to watch a man stroke his cock if he is doing it to the pleasure of watching that female we're not talking about in the bushes somewhere yeah, take the, a magazine <laughs> yeah like not in the dressing room at macy's we're talking about a completely different situation here i don't think it's something that is very well accepted most guys if they are having trouble don't or, it a hard time. It just feels good. Well, yeah, not a hard time, but you're saying I am not hard. I am going to touch myself. Mm, can it just be erotic? Like I, I said this before on episodes of Stuff. <laughs> it, it's like if I saw a woman that was just sitting there watching, rubbing her clit, it would make me so aroused. But I sort of will put guys in the situation where I'm like, will you just lay up against the pillow and stroke it so I can watch because it really turns me on. But I think originally what we were going down this road was about if guys are not hard or something or not. No, it has nothing to do with erectile dysfunction. You're taking this down a weird road. (laughs) Okay. I'm talking about this. I'm going to put it in a different perspective for you. In fact, I'm going to take all of your stuff and and I'm going to edit it it out. I'm going to delete it. (laughs) All right. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, oh, here's a good piece of porn on YouPorn or whatever you prefer to watch your porn on. Oh, there's a bunch of girls on a Sibian. I'd like to stroke my cock to this. And you watch it and you're like, oh my God, I get so see myself in this situation. And you're watching this porn that has women in it with guys around it who are the sitting next to these ladies. But then you put yourself in the situation and you're actually there sitting there, but you won't masturbate to it. That doesn't make any sense to me. You're right. That was the original topic. <laughs> <laughs> It had nothing to do with erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh, I thought it was talking about that. Anyway, <laughs> in relationship to that, it would be like, is it private? I only do this in private. And that would be like a societal pressure issue where it's like, I don't know. Every time I touched myself, I got yelled at. Who yelled at you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, me? Who yeah. yelled at me for touching myself in public? Yeah. 
We'll be right back. Lauren, did Bikini Addiction send you the Quiet. New- I'm working on the BI77 Foundation. What the hell is that? An exclusive space for swingers to express swinging art, a sex club, playrooms, and an exclusive bakery. Are, are you doing an Anna Delvey impersonation? I have to get to Cancun Fashion Week. I'll probably go late. Skip the string show and the wicked one. I only care about Bikini Addiction. And how come every time you talk, cool music starts, and then when I talk, it stops? I do not have time for this. I do not have time for you. Is your blood sugar low? Screw this. I'm a boss and I'm surrounded by fucking amateurs. Except for Brad at Bikini Addiction. Brad knows I'm VIP. So exclusive. Which is why he released the new limited edition and sent it only to me. Check our mailbox. We don't have a mailbox. Well, check it again. Brad said it's on the way. Honey, we don't even have mail. Check it again. Stop fake yelling at me. Stop being so dramatic. You can see the regular colors on the website now. So basic. But the limited edition is more exclusive. More VIP. But how do they find it? By following us on Insta at Room 77 Podcast. Unlike those other basic bitches, you'll be the first to know. When? It's on the way. What if somebody goes to the Instagram and it's not there? Click refresh. Okay, but what if it's still Click not it there? again. But what? Run it again. Okay. All right. Just stay tuned to our social media. Don't forget to use the promo code Room 77. And I have to go cancel Netflix. <laughs> Catch the latest trend. I might double up my network. Not, no one yelled at me, but there was a kid in our intermediate school who used to just masturbate in the hall. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> He's a porn star now. What, let's just say his name was Kevin. Yeah. So a lot of times there was, there, was it always like, Kevin, stop beating off in the hall. Get to English class. Yeah, I mean. Really? Yeah, I, it was just weird. Now that's Kevin not doing the correct thing in the wrong situation, right? Kevin in the is, wrong environment. Right. He's not surrounded by ladies on a Sibian. Right. That is the right situation. That's the right environment. But. I don't think anybody in that situation would turn to Rick and go, God, how dare you, Rick, stroke your cock to this. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Okay. Well, then you have the whole thing of like, should I take my pants off first? How does this relate to two couples in a room together? It doesn't probably. <laughs> it might. It's so hot in this room. Come on, stay on topic. She's going into heat stroke. Stay on topic. <laughs> I just am trying to uh, address the issue of guys being uncomfortable. Right. I mean, in porn or in any movie, we've learned that do not take your own pants off. The lady will do it slowly <laughs> and seductively, <laughs> usually with the camera slowly panning down on the legs, right? So this is another thing. It's like people are uncomfortable in the lifestyle getting naked because we've learned through watching that it is not cool to take off your own clothes. Do you ever feel that way? Like, and you're mixing the real world with lifestyle world. It's like, well, I shouldn't take off my own clothes. People should undress me. How do you guys feel? Because you guys are not talking on your podcast. Yeah, they're just nodding. You guys guys are talking it up. So I was letting you do it. I think for me, it has to do with just being comfortable in my own skin. If you've never been in a setting, let's say, let's say the four of us, one of the, one of the ladies is on the Sibian. I don't feel comfortable enough in my own skin yet to just be the one to strip down and start jerking it. And me, yeah. I'm like, take it off. It's off. Let's mm-hmm. go. Right. Like, wow, I just saw I just, boobs. saw I just saw some titties. Yes, yeah, for the, for the listeners out there. I just saw some titties. So nice. Look nice. You're welcome. You're in a really nice light. I didn't hear anything, Rick. Just I- <laughs> Give me another insecurity that you have as a newbie besides being naked and stroking to new people. 
One is, I'll remind you if you forget, being blunt with people like, ah, oh, mama likes it when you rim me. Like that would be something, <laughs> be something that you'd be afraid of. Uh, we know that Rick is like, hey guys, I hope you don't mind if I sit on this stool and stroke my cock. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen right away. But what is something else that maybe you'd be afraid to bring up right away? What about just like if, if Rick and I were playing and then we wanted to transition to me playing with the other man or me playing with the woman like how, how do you navigate that like just okay switch like how, how do you actually just go and 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 do that musical chairs <laughs> then you switch no like, next so i'm in the middle of a session lauren <laughs> hashtag night school hashtag turn your tassel to the left <laughs> In this scenario, do we already know it's going there or is it like, usually it kind of happens organically? Let's assume it doesn't happen organically. We're going to assume that it doesn't. Yeah, because we've been doing it so long, it probably happens organically for us, but let's assume it doesn't because everything is so new and so fresh and so overwhelming. What would you do, Richard? I mean, there's so many variables here, right? Not really. It's just four people. uh, Is it that you want to make the transition gypsy or yes i'm i'm ready to tango with another person how do i make that transition lauren usually transitions by sharing his penis with the other partner's significant other i like that transition a lot so it's like (laughs) a it's it's like the penis becomes a peace offering (laughs) right Smoking the pot. Yeah, I, I think the mistake is a lack of movement from the women. What? <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Blame it on the late. Blame it on the starfish. Well, no, it's not that it's a starfish. It's just that women want to feel secure and make sure everything's okay. And there's not a lot of women who are ready to sort of take that that leap and piss off their husband by doing something. So they sort of wait for everything to line up. Usually the the default position for a woman is lie down on your back. Usually. <laughs> it just is. This is so wrong. It is. <laughs> Best mansplain ever. Nine times out of ten. <laughs> Should I just give her cleaning solution and a rag and some cooking utensils? So what happens time? sometimes is the woman gets stuck. Lying down. The guys get stuck on top. I'm on top of her. He's on top of her. And then two minutes turns into three minutes and then five minutes. And then you like leaning into each other's ear going, what do we do next? <laughs> Should I go over there? I don't know. Why don't you go down on him? Go down on him. Go down on him. You go down on his <laughs> cock. And then it becomes like this game of what should we do next? No, I think that's really fair. I think that's really what happened to us women in that situation is both of us were pretty timid and not sure what to do next. Women should be on top. I think a lot more would happen if the women were on top of the guys and sitting on top of us and and the women took control because shit would get done way faster. (laughs) It really would because usually the women, they have a lot, they have more in these situations. They just have license to do more. Yeah, right? I agree. Pinning them down onto the mattress gives them no movement, no ability to do anything. So I've started formulating a plan now for our next play date where I'm, I'm going to walk in, we're going to walk into the room and I'm just going to snap my fingers and say, Rick, get naked. You're yes. just going to comply. What's the next command, Gypsy? Rib me. <laughs> Bury your face in my asshole. Yeah. The next one, don't pin me down. A woman needs to be on top. And then 
uh, and then you do a double blowjob on on the partner. I like it. I'm, I'm gonna write this down. It's it's a game plan. Yeah, and we have a date coming up. So do you need us to like get like radio comms? Yeah, why don't we zoom it? I think we should. <laughs> I mean, I could ask them. They're they, they're pretty cool people, but I don't know if they'd be down for that. I don't I don't really see a reason why we have to tell them. I agree. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be checking in with you guys. This is what I need from you guys. Uh, I'm gonna need you to get out there and fuck more. Really. <laughs> That's what we've been talking about. Yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Because Lauren and I are just old. Spent. I mean, she's 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 dried up and oh Jesus <laughs> Christ, Richard. <laughs> and uh, oh god, you know, oh. I can I can barely breathe. I'm pretty sure I'm dying of something. You know, it's time to, <laughs> it's time to pass that torch to uh, a younger, more able bodied group so i'm gonna need you guys to do the heavy lifting and by heavy lifting we mean fucking richard i'm like two years younger than you <laughs> like i'm a young guy exactly so <laughs> so much younger it's like in dog years in our world your skin looks great though uh again get out there and start fucking okay when is your next date we haven't set one but i know we we all agreed in the very near future we're going to get naked hopefully this weekend it might be as early as this weekend we okay. we need to reach out yeah i, I got to do it going to check in with you and we're, we're going to talk more okay i need to hear more about about this life of yours your beautiful amazing life with your beautiful wife that you want to open up to the world and give her as a gift to every man that you can every possible person i can find yep man woman and woman Mm-hmm. And woman. All right, guys. Gypsy, Rick, I'll talk to you later. We encourage you to go listen. Gypsy and a Gentleman on all the podcast things. You can follow them on social media at Gypsy and a Gentleman. Twitter's Gypsy and a Gent. And look them up on their website, Gypsy and a Gentleman. This is the first and only podcast that we endorse. Call us by us. You can also call us by. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Neither do I. <laughs> All right, Lauren, that's it. I mean, we have to make this ending part a little bit quick because I have to pee. Yeah, you know, somebody offered me to piss on them this, this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty. You kind of saw that you, you had a feeling. Yeah, I kind of saw it coming, but I don't have anything against it. I just don't know what to do. Should, I think you should try it. Yeah, I just like, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it, pissing on people. I really, <laughs> like, I don't want to be pissed on. But then I'm just like, and then there's questions that come with it. It's like, how much piss do you want? Uh, is it all of it or do yeah, I just do I wait stop? till the dribble dribble stop and then do the little tap like I do at the urinal <laughs> like do I say stuff like ooh like it's it's its own category yeah. of dirty talk yeah like take my piss I don't yeah, know I don't you're know where so to start. wet oh look how yellow it is <laughs> I don't know where to start I don't even know what to do yeah my favorite thing was when you, uh, you told me and you said you know I can barely pee if there's someone in the pa- in the bathroom yeah. next to me yeah. and you'll yeah it's stage fright as it is I yeah. can't imagine two eyeballs looking at me, like, <laughs> me give it to me let it flow you like, turn on a faucet taunt, yeah <laughs> I just want to let everybody know that I learned a lot about people. I learned a little bit about myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, this was a road of redemption. <laughs> I feel a little rebirthish. I just think it's good to cover all kinds of bases. I'm just grateful they came on and shared their stories. I hope everybody goes over and listens to Gypsy and a Gentleman. These two souls are really special. Listen, and you'll hear what we hear. We wish them all the luck in the world. Hope that you give them all the support that they need, not only in their journey, 
journey, but with their podcast. Just like you have supported us, you'll fall in love with them instantly at Gypsy and a Gentleman. Are they on Instagram? Everything is Gypsy and a Gentleman, except for Twitter. Gypsy and a Gent. <laughs> Gypsy and a Gent. Yeah. Keeping it short. Don't forget to use Lauren's box for travel. Go find our secret group on Facebook. It is called Desire Resort Temptation Playroom by Room 77. It's a secret group. If you're in it, we tell you secrets. <laughs> we we'll all learn magic tricks. <laughs> Perception, we haven't recorded that yet, which we'll get to in time (laughs) as soon as we finish saving the world and paying taxes and moving homes. But until then, we are going to do more stuff in between this. Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Because I'm super high. There were some pills for the dog on the counter. He just took them all. I took them all. I don't know what they were. I'm guessing for pain. (laughs) All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to go leave a positive review. Or for more information, go to room77life.com. Thanks for stopping by Room 77. We had a blast. Now get your clothes and get out.